Good morning, good morning. How are you? Look at there. Look, y'all are up there. <laughs> yeah. Have y'all had a good trip over here this morning? It's not too far, is it? <laughs> well, we just welcome you. Uh, we welcome everybody that might be watching on Facebook. Everybody wave, wave up there. Wave it high. There you go. Look, amen. <laughs> we, uh, we have residents from Spring Arbor and Taylor House here this morning. And uh, we just, I'm, I'm so glad y'all get to come to where I hang out. <laughs> I always come to where y'all hang out, but this morning y'all came to where I hang out. So, amen. And look, I got a microphone here and screens. Oh, I can do all kinds of stuff here. So, amen. But uh, I just welcome you and uh, we just praise God for you. And um, I'm glad that y'all got to come. It really blessed me. I've been looking forward to this day uh, for months now. We've been talking about it and thank y'all for coming. That warms my heart. Amen. Amen. So are you comfortable? Yeah. yeah. Warmed up. Somebody was cold. You were cold coming in, weren't you? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You, you still need some warming up. Amen. We're going to have to buy her a coat. Buy her a coat. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, it's good to see you and I love you guys. And uh, let's just jump right in. Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you. Thank you for each one of these uh, fine folks, Lord. We just praise you for it and we thank you for it. I just give you the glory. Thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to live on this earth together, that we have the opportunity to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords together. We praise you and we worship you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see you. I, um, I was just seeking the Lord on what to, uh, what to preach on this morning. And uh, I wanted to head over to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22 and verse 35. It says this. It says, one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question. There you go. You can see it on the screen. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, talk, he was testing Jesus. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And another, another place he said, and with all your strength or all your body, right? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. So if you remember in the Old Testament, they were constantly trying to fulfill the law. And were they able to fulfill the law? No, they weren't able to at all. No, no man was able to do it until Jesus came along. But then Jesus comes along and he says, look, here's the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and then he says in another place, and with all your strength, right? That, what does that mean? That means that we give everything. And then he says the second commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, uh, one of the things about loving your neighbor as yourself is if I, 
if I love my neighbor as myself, uh, do you take into consideration your own needs and your own wants? Do you take your considerations, like right now, if you were cold, are you thinking about when you were cold, were you thinking about being cold? Yeah, you're, you're thinking, I need to get warm, I need to get warm. But see, when we love our neighbor as ourselves, one, one of the things that we're going to do is, if we love ourselves and we're cold, what are we going to do? We're going to get someplace where it's warm. But if we love our neighbor as ourselves, we're going to take into consideration, are they cold? Do they need something? Do they need some kind of cover? And then he says, he says, look, if you'll do these two things, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you'll love your neighbor as yourself, you fulfill the law through Jesus. And he's empowered us to do that. But we need to get to the place where we start thinking about somebody besides ourselves, right? See, if we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves, we'll kind of work backwards here. If we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves, one of the things that we're doing, like I said, was we're taking into consideration what do they need? What do they want? What, what do they like? Right? What, what do they like? What, what's something that they would like to do? And then we're going to put them in the same position in our heart and in our mind as we put ourselves. If you're hungry, if you're hungry, are you going to get something to eat? Yeah. But what if your neighbor's hungry? Are you going to make it just as much a priority to feed them as you make it a priority to feed yourself? Sometimes we haven't taken that kind of stuff into consideration. And this truly is why the, the world lacks at certain times, because we really need to take others into consideration just as much as we take ourselves. In other words, you know, in our own hearts and minds, if we're honest, ourself is it's high priority, you know, and, and all you got to do is just, you know, you skip a meal or two or don't get to do what you want to do. And you find out just how high of a priority we are in our own minds. Right. You know, if I just if I was mean to somebody. Right. Let's say I was just mean right now. Right. <laughs> Let's say I was mean. Well, all of a sudden you would feel like, well, why is he picking on me? Why is he doing it? Why? Because you might not take into consideration why I'm being mean, but you might take, you will definitely take into consideration he's doing it to me. And see, a lot of times what will happen is if I was, let's say uh, that I was mean uh, to Miss Cat. Where is she at? Right there. Let's say I was mean to Miss Cat, right? Well, would you take her feelings into account just as much as you take your own feelings into account? Well, probably not. But doesn't that commandment tell us that we should? We should take into account each other that same way. So right now, you know, one of the things that you can do is, is you can say like Miss Cora, you, you know, what is going on in her life right now? What does she need? Does anybody know what Miss Cora's prayer request would be? If, if I ask her right now, what would you have me pray over? And if I ask her that, do all of us know what those prayer requests are? They should. They should. All right. Amen. <laughs> would we all know uh, what your prayer requests are? And what your prayer requests? And what your prayer requests? And yours? And yours? And yours? 
Now, we can't know everything about everybody, but a lot of times the reason why we don't know everybody's is because we truly haven't considered them as highly as we've considered ourselves. And this is what love is. When we talk about love, I, eventually I define love like this is love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. So it's unconditionally giving to other folks besides us. That's what love is. It's unconditionally giving. So we're sitting there and we're, you know, we're maybe Miss Cora has her prayer request, but are we truly praying for them? Even if we know them, are we praying with the same fervor and the same strength that we would for our own? And that's the difference. There's the gap. If we even know them, we don't pray for them the same way. The other day, somebody came up and they challenged me, uh, or the Holy Spirit challenged me. But the other day, uh, basically, I was sitting there and somebody said, I have a prayer request. And I prayed for it. And I got done praying. And I knew, I absolutely knew, I did not pray for that the same way that I would pray for my own stuff. I did not take the same level to it. The Holy Spirit checked me. And basically what he was saying is, you're not loving that neighbor like you love yourself. And I thought, you are right. I missed it. I, I need to attribute some, I need to attribute some more heart into that, some more compassion into that prayer. And, and I, this is what Jesus commanded us to do. It's taking into consideration what's important to you and it's making it important to me. Right. And when we do that to one another, what are we lacking? What if we all made, you know, like the prayer request just important to us as it is to Miss Cora? What if we all made those prayer requests? Do you think something would happen? I think so. What about just her needs or their needs? Right. It's like you were cold a few minutes ago. I was about to go get you the coat and you said I wouldn't wear it though. So that's why I didn't go get it. But I was going to stop what we're doing and go get you a coat. I appreciate it. But that's, that's taken into consideration other people as much as I would myself. I want to make sure that we do that. So Jesus says that these two commandments are the greatest and they fulfill all of the law. You think about the Ten Commandments, you know, you, you shall have no other gods before me. You shouldn't murder, you know, don't bear false witness. Keep, keep the Sabbath and make it holy, right? All of these, if, if we do uh, the two great commandments that Jesus said, love the Lord your God and love the, your neighbor as yourself. If we do that, all those commandments, they're handled. That's why he said them. It handles everything that pertains to love. Now, here's one of the things, right? Are, are you challenged to think more about other people now that we've been talking about it? What's something, what's something, just tell me one thing just real quickly. What's one thing if you could have it handled right now that you would ask the Lord for? Let's say God walks into the room and he says, what do you want, Miss Bessie? What do you want? What, what, what would you say? That's all right. I'm going to come back to you. What would you want? 
I'm going to ask every person, so get your answer ready. <laughs> okay. That my family all will be saved. That your family all would be saved. Did everybody hear that? All right. Who knows? Raise your hand when you know what it is. Yes, ma'am. Good health for my daughter. Good health in your daughter. For your daughter. Amen. Who's next? Yes. Not the same thing she said. Health for my daughter too. Health for your daughter. Okay. All right. Peace. Peace. Amen. Unsaved loved ones. Safety for your children. All your children may be well. Okay. So I'm hearing from multiple people, but each one has something specific that they might be saved, that they might be protected, that we might have peace and health. What, anything? Yes, sir. Hope to live. S- sir? Hope to live the way I should. To live the way you should. So strength to live that life. Amen. Y'all think of any? Anybody else? Miss Lashika? Overflow. Overflow. Overflow of the presence of God. You know what? We have a song that actually the Lord gave us recently called Overflow. You would probably really like it. <laughs> yeah. Miss Dixie? Same. Yeah. Amen. Anybody else? You know something that you hadn't told me yet? World peace. The peace in the world? Yeah. Peace. Yeah. It's been a mess recently, hasn't it? <laughs> Okay, so now why do I ask those questions? And the reason I ask those questions is because a lot of times we'll hear a message like this, and then we're like, yeah, we should love our neighbor as ourselves." Amen. We clap, we go out, and that's the end of it. But see, when we're actually considering others as high as we consider ourselves, we take the time to stop and ask and seek. But then we also take the time to do something about it. So right now, let's just pray. Let's pray for those things. And I want you to pray like you're praying for yourself. Right? Father, right now, we just lift up every person here. Lord, we've heard many of the same request. Father, right now, we just pray that every family member of every person that is hearing this right now, every family member of every person would come to the saving knowledge of God. Lord, according to your word, we just bind up according to their authority, their spiritual authority in their family members, Lord. We bind up anything that would stand in the way of the knowledge of God coming, coming to them.
any deception, any veil over the light of God. Father, let it be disintegrated. Let it be destroyed. Let any deception fall to nothing right now in Jesus' name. Let them see so clearly the love of the Father that he has for every family member, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would send people to plant the seeds. We ask that you would send people, uh, Lord, uh, just to, to tell them about the goodness of, of the Father. To tell them the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, prepare their hearts to receive the seed of the word, the seed of the good news. And Lord, then strengthen them with all their might. All your might, Lord. Strengthen them with all your might to choose you, to choose your way, and to step into it. Lord, let them be saved. Father, we also uh, pray for protection according to the hearts of, of people that are sitting here. Lord, we pray it like it's our own. Lord, may protection be and may healing be in their families, Lord. Let health come into them. Lord, where they don't know that you're a healer. Lord, let their eyes be open to that is your character and nature. You declared yourself as Jehovah Rapha, the one, the Lord who heals you. Lord, let that healing come in. Let them see clearly that and then be strengthened to have faith in you as a healer in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that you are also our protector. You are the good shepherd, Jesus. Father, we pray for protection in our families. Lord, we pray right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind up anything that would steal peace. Lord, your word shows us that you would have us full of hope and full of peace. May peace be now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for it. Glory to God. Father, also uh, strengthen us. Strengthen us now. Strengthen us to live the way that we're supposed to live. Let us be your witnesses. Let us, let us see the things that you have for us and let us walk those out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So, you know, we need to take time. If we're going to love on our neighbors as, as we love on ourselves, then we don't just talk about it. We don't just amen it. We don't just applaud it. We do something about it. And that means we also take the time to get to know one another and, and get to know each other and find out what do you like? What do you not like? What do you, what do you have? This is living it right. This is living uh, the way that Jesus did. We take time. We don't just blow by each other. Uh, you know, I imagine that you have the ability to get to know one another uh, pretty well. But at the same time, I bet that still you're tempted just to go watch your own TV show and, and not pour into one another many times. Is that right? Are you tempted to do that? I want to go, I go uh, give me entertainment. <laughs> right? I want to go watch what I want to watch. She likes watching that other show. I don't like that show. Maybe, maybe we need to just go sit and be with her, beca not because of the show, but because it's a person made in the image and likeness of God. Right? Isn't that a good idea? Yeah. And maybe that's the one day that person really needed a friend. And they just needed somebody just to sit with them. Just to sit with them. You remember the story of Job? Right. 
The story of Job's really interesting. It's actually a victory in the end because Job ends up so much better than he was even before. And I believe the Lord even took some of his hurt and he completely erased it. I think the Lord really helped him. But he had friends that came to him. You remember that? And for the first week, pretty much for the first few days, his friends came and they did right. It was good. They just were there for him. They were just there for him. Now, after that first week, they started talking and that's when they messed up. <laughs> they started they started trying to help them out of their own knowledge, but their knowledge was limited. But the first week they did really good. And you know what they were? They were just there. They were just there with him, just holding his hand, being a friend. Sometimes people just need a friend. They just need somebody to be there that that says, hey, I'm with you. I'm standing with you. I'm doing life with you. And I love you. A lot of times. But see, in order to do that, a lot of times that takes time away from what we want to do. And we've got to put time in what somebody else wants to do. Right. Y'all have heard me say this before, but a lot of times love, it's unconditional giving. It's not giving because I like you. (laughs) it's not giving because you do what I like to do. It's giving because that's what love does. If I want to be a person of love, then I just choose to give. That's who I am. If I'm a person of love, I just choose to give not because you did right or because you did wrong. I just choose. That's who I am. A giver. A giver of my time, a giver of my heart, a giver of my thoughts with all my heart, soul, mind and strength. But a lot of times what will happen is I need to find out what is it that's important to you. Right. I need to find out what's important to you. Like for my wife, you've heard me say this, you know, for my wife, because I love her, I need to find out what's her favorite foods. What's her favorite thing to do? What's her favorite color? You know, what's her favorite movie? What does she like? And if I don't know the answers of that, to that, okay, fine. I just need to go and find out now. And we need to do that to one another as well. That's what love does. That's what love figures out. What do you like? What do you dislike? And that is loving your neighbor as yourself. Some of the practical ways. We can all agree with it, but if it doesn't move us to change, to do it, then what good is amen in it, right? What good is it for me to say, hey, you want peace in your family? You want protection, but then not do anything about it. That doesn't help you. Let's do something about it. That means we've got to take action. So if you go back to that first scripture, he says the second commandment says, love your neighbor as yourself. So in other words, make them a priority, just like I make myself a priority. But in that also, he shows us how we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We should say, Lord, what do you consider important? What's important to you? What do you like? Lord, what do you need from me? And I want to love you like I love myself. So have we taken the time to back up and say, Lord... What do you want to do? What's important to you? Have we, have we asked him that in a while? Or have we just gone through life? And we watched our TV shows and we read our books and 
We ignored that he needed something from us too. But Jesus says, this is the first commandment. And yet I would say we're probably not been very good at it, right? Truthfully. Lord, what do you want? Like, like you said earlier, what do you want from me? How do you want me to live? How do you want me to live? And you know what I found? That if we will turn our heart to serve our neighbor and to serve God, God will empower us to walk that out. He'll strengthen us to, to be the people he wants us to be. The strength of God is already given. He just needs a heart that's, that's humble towards him and hungry to do his things. If he can find that, the word says that he is looking for someone to show himself strong on their behalf. But all we got to do is turn our heart to him. Say, all right, Lord, what's important to you? Well, what do you think is important to the Lord? What's some things, if we're going to consider him and consider his ways, what do you think are some things that are important to God that we should be involved in? Studying his word. That's a great one. Yeah. He says he commands us. If he told us to do it, it's probably important to do it. He says, study to show yourself approved. He also says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So if we don't have knowledge of who he is and knowledge of the word, then not only are we destroyed, but our ability to reach out and hand some solutions to other people is completely limited, severely limited in that way as well. So the more we study his word and get to know him, the more we study about him, the better we can help ourselves and other people as well, right? That's a great one. What else is important to the, to the Lord? We, we need to share our relationship and what God's done for us. Sharing our testimony, right? The word says that they overcame the devil, the evil one. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And then the third thing is, and they love not their lives to the death. You know, how much do we love what we do and what we want to do? more than we love on God, right? I don't know about you, but there's times when I know I'm supposed to go and read in that word and study and I'm supposed to pray and worship and I know I'm supposed to do it and I don't want to do it. I want to sit around and uh, go to sleep or watch a TV show or something and I end up not doing that. I end up doing something that wastes my time and, and not really spending it with them. And see, that's where if we're going to overcome the devil, we've got to know that the blood of God, the blood of Jesus was shed for us. We've got to be able to share that testimony, the word of our testimony. Let our words line up with his words and share the good things that God's done with us with other people as well. But also by knowing him, by studying the word, we can say, I'm, I'm the healed of the Lord. That peace is going to come in Jesus name. That, that healing is going to come. We need to say that and we need to declare that. And we need to give a testimony of who God is to other people. But then we've got to follow it up with, I don't let go of that stuff, but I, I don't, what the word says is they love not their lives unto the death. In other words, they were willing to take their beliefs 
and their love all the way to the point of death. That means a TV show didn't override them. They overrode the TV show. You see, that means that means what they wanted to do didn't get in the way. They put their flesh down. They put their life down to do what God asked them to do. And it's just it's a heart and mind change. What's some other things that the Lord wants us to do? Trust him. Yeah. And the word tells us in, in Romans that if we don't have faith, that's sin. Anything done outside of faith is sin. He also tells us it's not just the bad side of trusting him. He tells us in Hebrews eleven six. He says that if we'll diligently seek him, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, that trust him, that know that he is and go after him. That's faith. That's trust. Another thing that he wants us to do is this. He, he says he who wins souls is wise. So he wants us to win souls. Have we been have we been really fervently going after winning souls probably not but why are we here on the earth why are we here to win souls yeah are we here to learn more about jesus before we go to heaven couldn't we learn better in heaven than we could here <laughs> right so that's not it are we here just to have, you know, a good life? No, we could do that. We could have a better life in heaven. See, when we get born again, there's one reason we remain. And that is the original mission of God was that he told Adam, what did he say? You're blessed. He said, be fruitful and multiply. And then he told Noah, you're blessed, be fruitful and multiply. Then he told Abraham, through you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Basically, he was saying, be fruitful and multiply. And that commission has stayed the same the whole way. And so you come over here in Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. And Jesus says... Basically, Jesus finished his mission and he finished his mission to do one thing, to get them to the place where they would be able to go and do what they're called to do. And here it is. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Now, at what point, let me ask you this. You remember the first verse we read? It said that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. What point does that stop in your life? At what point are we supposed to stop loving God? We're not. But if I, if I love God all my life, so in other words, even because, you know, you might... You might have a few more years on you than I have on me. Does that mean you stop? No. No. That love for God is supposed to keep going on and on and on. But if I love God, then what am I doing? I'm considering what is important to him. And I'm making that just as important to myself. This is the first commandment. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm, I, with everything I have, with my heart, the core of who I am, with my mind and my will and my emotions, that's my soul. I'm considering him. I'm loving on him. With all my, with all my body, with my strength, I'm loving on him. And that commandment never stops, no matter how old I am, as long as I'm here on this earth and for all eternity. The first thing he told us to do was to love him with everything we have. And if I love him, then I take into consideration what's important to him. And what's important to him is that we tell people about the good news. And Jesus says it right here. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the good news to all creation. Let them know about it. Are there people, you know, family was in our prayers that they would be saved. Are there people in our family that we can still tell a good testimony about Jesus Christ to? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in, in, um, he says, when you start to tell them to, there will be results. The power of God will be released. And then in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus came up and he spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. And he says again, go therefore and make disciples. People that are disciplined towards Jesus. That will love God with all their heart, soul, mind and strength. Love on them. And go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. What are we telling them? What are we telling them? Let me give you two more scriptures. One is Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 8 says, The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel. God preached the gospel, the good news beforehand to Abraham saying, Here's what God preached when he told Abraham the good news. All the nations will be blessed in you. All the nations. This was the good news. That through you, through believers, through Christians, all the nations would be blessed. The heart of God was to bless them. And he says, so then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. They're blessed with it. So our job is then to take that and say, listen, God wants to bless you. Family member, God wants to bless you. Let me tell you about the good things, the testimonies that God's done for me. Let me tell you how he's brought that peace. Let me tell you how even when it looked like everything was falling apart, I had a strength and I had a peace inside of me. Who's that in your family that right now? You're deciding, I'm going to love God. I'm going to make what's important to him important to me. And right now, God's putting somebody on your heart, in your family, that needs to hear about the love of the Father. And then here's the other thing you can tell them. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. He said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled 
us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, what the Lord did is he did this. It says he reconciled us to himself. Here's the righteousness of God. And here's our righteousness without God. God said, I'm going to make you right with me and bring you up to that righteousness. And it says, that's what reconciled is. You ever reconciled a, a bank account or a checking account? If one penny is off, if this one says $100.01 and this one says $100.02, is that checking account reconciled? No. But who do you think? If anybody can reconcile something, I'd say God can. And that means he takes every penny of your life and he makes it right with God. Now listen to it. He says, now all these things, this new creation is from God who reconciled us and made us right to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation or he gave us the uh, he gave us the responsibility of service to tell people God has made you right with them. Now, they don't walk into that rightness until they accept Christ. But through Christ, you can be right with God. He's already done the work. Namely, listen to this, that God was in Christ. He was in Jesus reconciling the world or making not just Christians right, making the world right to himself and not counting their trespasses against them. The world, for he has committed to us the word of reconciliation or be right. So that person in your family that needs to hear about God, you can go and you can tell them, look, I know your life may have been a mess. Mine's been a mess. But let me tell you what Jesus has done. Jesus, through Jesus, God said, everybody in the world, I've done the work. I've done what it takes. I've finished the work for you to be made right with me. And there's not one penny of your mess that's not made right. All you have to do is accept Christ. Through Christ is how that rightness comes. He says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Jesus, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He who made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Jesus, in him. So he says, I took Jesus who had no nothing wrong with him. He was already right. He said, I took Jesus and put all the transgressions, all your sins on him and took him down away from the righteousness of God so that we might receive the righteousness of God and be made right with God. So if we love God, what are we about? Does our love for God ever stop or ever change? Should it? Have we let it? Yeah, probably. So right now we just pray. We just, we'll just pray, Lord, forgive us for that in just a second. 
But then from this point forward, what do we say? Our job is to love on him with everything that we have. Doesn't matter how old we are. Doesn't matter what we've seen, what we haven't seen. Our job is to go after him and serve him with everything we have. And our job is to go and say, look, Lord, I might have missed it in the past. But from this day forward, I will love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind and with all my strength. And I will love on the people around me. I will love my neighbors as I love myself the same priority that I think about me I will think about you and I will think about them and when I think about you I know that what you want what's important to you is that I go after you and then I tell people about your good news they're not sitting in the place of being wrong anymore they with they can just accept Christ and they'll be made right God has paid all the price he's made it ready So right now, think about it. Think right now. Who's that person in your family or your friends that right now Jesus is writing on your heart? That's the one that I want you to go talk to. Who's that person that that's the one or that's the two or three? He may he may highlight more than one. Who's that person that right now the Holy Spirit is writing on your heart? I want you to share your testimony. I want you to tell them about the good news. And I want you to do it. When you do it, you'll love on me and you'll love on them. Who's that person? And right now, make a commitment. I'm going to call them up. I'm going to get in touch with them right away. And I'm going to tell them about the good things that Jesus has done for them and the good things he's done for me. So right now, let's just ask the Lord for strength and let's just pray. The first thing is, I I just want you to pray this with me. Mean it with your heart. Pray this with your heart. Father, right now, say, Father, right now, I repent for not loving you the way that I should. I change my way of thinking towards loving you. And I change. I will love you The way I love myself. And I will love my neighbor. The way that I love myself. And by doing so. I fulfill your great commandments. Right now. I confess this to you. And I ask you to forgive me. For missing it there. And in everything else. Every other sin. I ask your forgiveness. Say this with me and say it with your heart. Say, Jesus, I make you the Lord, the director of my life. And I believe you died for me and that you rose again. And when you were raised up from the grave, from death, your word says you raised me up with you. And seated me in heavenly places with Jesus. Fill me with your precious Holy Spirit that I might be strengthened to be your witness and love on you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Are you going to look at it differently? 
Are you going to look at people differently? Uh, amen. Are you going to call up that family member and get in touch with them? You know, who, who knows? Who did God put somebody on your heart right away? You, you know somebody. Do you know somebody? Raise your hand if God put somebody on your heart. Amen. That person. Now, he may continue to put somebody on your heart. And if he does, it could be somebody back at Taylor House or Spring Arbor. Go to them and tell them about the good things of God. Our responsibility to love God never ends. And our responsibility to love our neighbor never ends. So simply make yourself available to God and say, Lord, who would you have me to minister to, to tell about your good things today? Amen. And when you prayed that prayer today, when you prayed today and you really needed to pray, you're saying, who would say, uh, let's just bow your head real quick, bow your head. If you really needed to pray that today, will you just raise your hand and just say, hey, I needed that prayer today. I needed that message and I needed that prayer. Keep them up for a second. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Lord, I just pray for everyone. I thank you, Father, for your for touching everyone that you are strengthening them with all might. Lord, I just I'm going to pray for each person here. Lord, I just pray strength be in Jesus name. Thank you, Father, for your strength in every way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing and your strength in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you for strengthening them and giving them the strength that they need to love on you and love on their neighbor as themselves. Lord, thank you, Father, for their strength in every way. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for strength. Thank you for strength in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for that strength. I praise you for it. Praise you for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for strength. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, that you are fulfilling. You're moving with the word. You're not leaving us empty words that carry no power and no strength, no revelation. But you are giving us strength and revelation. Strengthen us to be who you called us to be in every way. We praise you for it and thank you, Father, for it. Glory to God. Thank you for peace coming. Thank you for the strength that passes understanding in every way. Thank you, Father. Peace, peace. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your mercy. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm so glad y'all got to come. Did you like it? Good. Y'all have to, we'll have to do it again sometime. I like this. Did you like taking a field trip? <laughs> Sometimes it's good to get out of the house, isn't it? <laughs> huh? I, I know y'all are always taking stuff. That's good. Well, we love you and uh, wave to anybody who might be watching on the wave at them. Say wave. Yeah. Tell them. All right. Say, all right, so right in, before we cut that off, let's, let's send a blessing to anybody who might watch this. Just say, uh, bless you in Jesus' name. Ready? Say it real loud, okay? One, two, three. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. That's awesome. Good. Well, we love you, and uh, I love you guys. Y'all have a great one. Amen. All right. Good to see you. Good to have you. I know you got to get back. Bye-bye.